0: BLOB
1: Talk Radio Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Cinefiles Radio. I'm your host Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a special guest today, Sage Boatright, Also as Sage Hermain. We're going to talk to her a little bit about her, her name change along the way. I met her, met her years ago, uh, years ago during a concert. Loved her music. Can't wait to hear what she has to say about those details. How have you guys been? How has your week been? Welcome to a special episode of Musical Cinema Files Radio. We have a huge crowd here today. I see about 1,200 people listening to us right now. If you have any questions, please give us a call at 515 602 9609 Operators are waiting for you bud why well, can't wait to hear more music or, or I want you guys to be Introduced to music by, by Sage Let's just bring her on right now Let's see. I, I see her on the line Hey Sage you there Hey girl. Yes, I am.
0: Hi,
2: how are you? <laughs>
1: Here comes the crowd. <laughs> how are you doing, Sage?
2: I'm great. How are you?
1: Very good. Thank you for joining us today. Now, now you started yeah, off in Los Angeles. Oh, well, thank you very much. Now you started off in Los Angeles as as an actress, did you not? Yes, I did. Yeah, how was that going for you?
2: good um i moved from california well i moved from texas where i'm originally from around really? age uh 10 um, really? i'm from Amarillo, texas yeah originally <laughs> so i took oh. my childhood there moved to california and i was a bit too young to get into music um right then though that has always been my passion primarily so right. i went ahead and got into acting um around age 9 10, 11 and i did that for a bit um Yeah. That's incredibly interesting. So
1: so what part of Texas did you come (laughs) from again?
2: Um, Amarillo, the very top of the panhandle. Oh,
1: you're from Amarillo. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We call that the armpit of Texas. Wow.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so what was that like being a 10-year-old and all of a sudden you're moving to California to, to seek your dreams out? How did that feel like?
2: It was really crazy because I spent my childhood in Texas and then I spent my teen life um in california so growing up in texas as a kid was so different from my experiences growing up in california um it was it was cool i mean like when i was 10 i always knew that i wanted to do um music and i and i was pretty i was pretty interested in acting it's it's fun it's just not my passion
0: so moving out here
2: was yeah, exactly. Moving out here was very exciting. Um and it was just starting a whole new chapter of my life basically. That's but wonderful. I prefer it. I mean, I I love Texas, but um for how I am and what I like. Right. <laughs> and what, right. style I love it too. It's definitely more fitting out here for
1: sure. Well, you can go back for touring. So, in the future when you go back as, yeah. as a huge star, yeah, you go back to Texas, well, fun there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <for sure. laughs>
1: So when, when you did the acting, you I, I mean, I saw a lot of your videos doing uh, MUA stuff, so a lot of makeup work as well. So you like yeah. makeup as well, right?
2: Yeah, I do love makeup. Um, I have been into makeup for, honestly, I think the first time I started doing makeup, I was probably around nine. And mm-hmm. I got really into that. I used to make, yeah, YouTube videos, which I think is what you're referring to. I would make, like, little <laughs> tutorials for right um, YouTube and
1: uh yeah, you Instagram. did Harley Quinn. Yeah. You, you brought yes, your best friend on that. there, and you did makeup on her.
2: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, we were actually, we were just talking about the Birds of Prey movie. Oh, yeah. The one the oh, yeah. movie. can I, I love her. Yeah, me too. So I'm super excited I'm going to do... <laughs> yes, I love her. I'm gonna do another Harley Quinn look for the premiere. But
1: you know what's um... <laughs> funny? Not, now that you mention it, your, your color scheme is very similar. I mean, I know you dress yeah, like Harley definitely. Quinn. I love that outfit. Where you? I think you wore a shirt that said cherries or something like that. Or I don't remember the shirt that you wore. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that was pretty sweet.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I do love Harley Quinn. I love Batman. Definitely my favorite.
1: Batman's awesome.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, I was into makeup uh yeah. and I don't really um I mean I do I do it still like when I go to my own shoots I do prefer to do it myself um just right. because I feel like since I can and I know how to make myself look how I would feel my best.
1: Right. Um
2: but now I actually got into nails as well, so I'm a nail tech on the side. <laughs> I'm a musician and a nail tech, so yeah. So I've seen your
1: nails. Your like, nails are incredibly long. I like to I like board. to see you type <laughs> on a you, typewriter. <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I didn't think I could do that. But texting, texting, and learning how to do everyday things was enough to relearn. <laughs> with,
1: with <these laughs> So let me ask you, so when you go on set, you know, I I know how kind of at this stage in your career before it becomes really, really big, a lot of times we we do our own makeup, we do our own stuff. And sometimes there Mm -hmm. are people there to do it for us. Do do you often prefer Mm -hmm. to do it by yourself or at least dictate what you desire based upon what you want to look like?
2: Yeah, I mean, like if there's a um, MUA on set or something, of course, like I'll let them do what they're there to do. Um, If I... Sometimes I'll do my own eyebrows because there's just specific things I feel like on, you know, yourself that you're like, oh, I feel a certain way about that. I want it to look a certain right. way. But for the most part, um, yeah, I'll let them do whatever they're going to do. But if there isn't one or if they're like, oh, if I have an option, I'll, I'd be like, no, I can just do it myself, you know, because there's not really a point of right. bringing someone on when I feel like I could do it too. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, <laughs> well, I, love to, I love to let people work on my face as well and see what anyone comes up with.
1: Yeah, well, you're looking you change an extreme amount. You you did original mm-hmm. songs before on their Sage Boat, right? And then you went to mm-hmm. Sa- Sage Charmaine. Now, what was what was that changing of naming about?
2: Um. Well, I wanted originally I wanted my artist name to just be Sage.
0: Right. My
2: old Instagram name was literally it's just Sage. I don't know why, but I just haven't really ever been a huge fan of my last name. Um, <laughs> It's just... I don't know. I just don't... (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with it. It just doesn't sound very, like, artistic. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, okay, when it came down to um, trademarking is really what what caused me to change it. Because when I went to trademark Sage, it was actually already taken, weirdly enough, um, by a band called The Sages. Right. Um, So I couldn't use the the trademark because it was too close. So I went ahead and I just chose a new last name. So I uh, I looked up... um, Names that mean um, things to do with music, and so Charmaine is actually a European name uh, that translate, or I think means song. So my name is actually Sage Song. Yeah,
1: Sage Song. I I had no idea (laughs) about that. That's That's very interesting. (laughs) Now, I want yeah. my audience to listen to your music. I have a couple songs uploaded right here. I have June uploaded and another one of my favorite songs from you as well. But I do want to ask about your previous music that you did before, because a lot of it has been you know, yeah. stricken off of, off of YouTube. But there's still a lot yep. of people yep. who cover your work. So there's still a lot of people who, who covered your work, and it's still up right now. Mm-hmm. I, I loved yep. those songs. Well, whatever happened to those songs, oh, And do you. You pl- do you ever plan on remixing them?
2: You know, like, since I've been making, like I said, I've been I've been out here for so long and I'm only right. 17 and a half right now. So, um, there's so much stuff that I've made in the past few years that is just. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, say, did you, just say
1: seven, did you just say 17 and a half? Yes. October <laughs> 2nd.
0: <laughs> That's, you're close. the first person
1: to put the half in there. You just put the half. You just can't wait. Yeah. You just put the half Girl, in there. Please, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, God, come soon. <laughs>
2: so you know every every year i pretty much grow up quite a bit compared to who i was the year prior even two years before so all that music i feel like it's just not me anymore i guess you would say right um it's just not like i'm just in a different part of my life i'm I'm thinking about different things i'm writing about different things i'm experiencing different things so um that's ultimately why i just kind of like restarted everything in a sense um and even still i mean there's songs i have that are completely done that i'm like am i even gonna release this or am i just gonna keep it and i do still have all those songs that i um took off from the original first ep uh from like yeah when i was 13 i believe so um yeah i still have all of those but i'm not sure there could be there could be remixes and releases in the
1: future for sure. No, that's very interesting. There there are a lot of artists throughout throughout our ages who have changed their, their, their take on their music and, and really never mm-hmm. corresponded back there. Like Tori Amos. Like She had mm-hmm. a completely different Musical type before Tegan and Sarah the same way They had a completely different musical look And now they're completely different And they never go back to their old yeah. registry So I understand where you're coming from What What is your music st- Now I want to I play one of your songs if you don't mind So if you wouldn't mind just hold yeah, on for- Just for a minute here Let's play one of your songs Here is uh, June by Sage Didn't want
0: to write a love song usually these things come out wrong but you've been up in my head all day long and now i'm all gone yeah didn't know we in a this way keeping memories on replay yeah you make me want to catch the bouquet i just want caught off guard
1: Stage, I love that song
2: oh, thank you me too
1: <laughs> I'm a huge fan so what what does that song mean to you
2: um it's actually it's a really special song to me i think i wrote I think I wrote that one about two to not well, like two and a half years ago um hmm. it's about a special someone, so it's basically just uh a, a story about that um inspired right. by that um so yeah, I really love it because since I put the month in there, it's just a very um special song to me to look back on and remember that
1: month oh it's it's such a Oh, beu- it's such a beautiful song i love the name Thank I, you. I love you i love your <laughs> musical tones let me ask you this is the reason why you use a lot of younger producers like you know little aaron alexander 23 and rocky lynch it, these are lo- a lot of younger producers and what have you. Do you do you feel like working mm-hmm. with them helps you uh, with producing your kind of music which is more younger and uh, quite honestly you wrote songs that were very advanced at such a young age
2: thank you um yeah i definitely think so um there's uh i think happy birthday june cherries and not really were produced by bj pj pianco my bad bj pj bianco, oh, PJ bianco yeah and, um yeah and he um He's not old, (laughs) but he's older. He's been around for a while. He's been a producer for quite a while. He worked on like the Jonas Brothers stuff um, in the past. Um, Yeah, so he and he's he's still pretty good, but definitely younger producers definitely have more of a experimental type of vibe. I would say Mm. Um, with younger producers such as Rocky, I love working with Rocky because he always we are we're like on the same like vibe. (laughs) <laughs> right. Sense. Right. makes like no, It totally makes sense off of each other. Yeah like we can come on off of each other really well We have a lot of the same um, Music interests so when it comes To creating like something for You know our own project It's pretty easy to put our heads together And come up with something similar that sounds it m- Cool
1: It must be really nice <laughs> to have somebody you can just riff with And just like they totally get oh, yeah. you You know and you can just Definitely. keep on going with yeah. the music That's fantastic
2: Yeah so, it so, so it, I love Finding producers that I can work with okay. <laughs>
1: are, are a lot of these by chance or are, are you actively going out and looking for these people
2: um I've been I've been in so many sessions in the past like uh <laughs> I think by now I've found um for the most part like I found who I like and who I like know to go to to get what I want you know um but I still I still go into sessions with um new writers new um Producers, uh, I love to meet you know everyone because there's so much stuff you can learn right. off of any anybody here. Um, so yeah, I love to meet. Um, I love to meet different artists all the time and work with them.
1: Your musical, they y- have. Y- your songs are so different. I mean, they they hit such a different variety of areas, you know. and yeah. you you're you're almost fearless in the way you come out, whereas you want people to accept you just the way you are. How does, that, how does it feel mm-hmm. to go out there and know that your your music is so different and eclectic and, and you're taking people for a ride, essentially?
2: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that you feel that way because that is how I would like um, everyone who listens to my music to feel that way. I like to have, when it comes to my writing, I use music, it's very therapeutic for me yeah. and I've always been a songwriter um, since I was like six, <laughs> so I always use music wow. um, and lyrics more so as a form of like therapy for myself um getting my feelings out and it's just comforting knowing that like other people feel the same way you do so then releasing music right. is relatable for them and you at the same time so it's really gratifying right. and and um soothing I guess there's a better word but that's <laughs> what's coming to mind like soothing knowing that people get you and and feel that right too.
1: Well, I, w- I wanted to ask you a question, but, you know, it, it sometimes for some artists who are a little more ornery, they, they get a little pissed off when you ask them questions like this. But do you start off with poetry or, or anything in that area where you're first writing something that you know, means something to you and then goes into musical tones?
2: That's funny that you actually asked me that. I, that's weird that people get mad about that. But actually, yes, I do all the time. So I have mm. a
1: book
2: <laughs> used to what I was doing um, since, I mean – the longest time. I mean like iPhones have taken over, you know, so like you'll go into a session right. and everyone will be like, Oh, like let's just get on notes. So usually you'll send um like a a shared note through iCloud and you're just both writing on right. the phone on notes. But recently I was like, you know, there's something about having a book in hand, like a notebook and writing it right. with your actual hand. There's just something about that that I just want to like try. So for the past I think eight months I've been writing um I've just been writing into a little notebook. So I take that into sessions with me and it's actually been cool because I'll go on little walks or whatever. And I just reflect how I've been feeling throughout the week. Whenever I feel like I need to get some writing out or words out, I'll just put it into that book and I'll write poetry. I'll write songs. Um, but yeah, I've actually been writing a lot of poetry recently uh, just nice. basically because to me, that's just uh lyrics without a melody.
0: So, right.
2: you know, however I, uh, yeah, it really is. So, however, I'm feeling if I if I if a melody's not coming to me, I I just write a a
1: little poem. You know, that, that's wonderful. You know, I I've actually you know I, I've seen so many people ask that questions upon upon artists, and sometimes they get, like I said, when they're a little angry as human beings, they mm-hmm. get a little pissed off at that question. <laughs> they're like, "What do you yeah. mean poetry? Like, what do I look like a poet to you?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, well, you do.
0: Goodness,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, even rap is poetry. Definitely. It's all poetry to me." uh mm-hmm. inter- interesting yeah, yeah so so you're you're working on poetry right now you're bringing in your you're bringing in your dry book to see t- what did you do before do you use it like a macbook pro to usually write your music
2: um i would use yeah i would use my computer i just use like text edit just any like like a word type of you know thing yeah. like like a writing um app and i would use notes a lot on my phone when we go into sessions usually that's what people do like uh Mm. Uh, As far as I've experienced, everyone uses notes, which is fine. Like, I do that sometimes as well, but I just was like, you know, I just kind of want to try writing Oop. it down with the hands. Because there's something, yeah, there's something like uh, kind of artistic, I guess, like looking back right. at all of the songs that you've previously written and all the work. And I like kind of like getting messy with it and working out stuff so you see the whole progress <laughs> of how the song became right. how it is. Right. So, yeah. Right. I like well, it. You
1: know, you- like you said, you know, you've been writing music since you were six years old and you've been doing it yeah. well, obviously. Have you ever had that moment where people look at you and go like, what do you know? Like, what do you, what do you talk? I mean, almost discounting your experiences, which we both know yes. are powerful, are part of our lives, are part of our existence. I mean, just because anybody's six years old or nine years old or 17 and a yeah. half doesn't discount their emotions. <laughs> but have you, ha- have, you had, yeah, exactly. have you had anybody like kind of like, go like what do you know like come on
2: yes I definitely have and that's why I'm super glad to be the age that I am now and why I'm so anticipating um even getting even a little bit older because as a musician like I said I mean I've been I've been in California since about age nine pursuing music uh kind of the whole time but seriously since I was about 12 um And people, I mean, I've gone into countless sessions and people always underestimate uh, me. And I'm sure a lot of younger artists that are around that same age right now, just right. because of their age. They think, oh, like, how are you going to write about that? Or, oh, this girl probably didn't write this song. So let me, let me, like, take over the project and write it. And I'm like, no, like, I can. Like, I really can. Like, just because I'm 12 or 13, right. like, it doesn't mean that I can't write lyrics or that doesn't mean that I'm not capable of doing honestly what you're Does, capable of it doing. It doesn't mean you can't
1: break my heart with a song. That doesn't mean yeah, that at all. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like just because you're older doesn't mean anything about experience. Well, I mean, no. sure you might have more experience, but that doesn't mean anything about passion or how good you really are. Right. You know. Right. So yeah, that was always something I had struggled with when I was younger, and it really, really pissed me off. It was super annoying. <laughs> but now right. It's, 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 really, basi-
1: really, really it's basically it, it's basically ageism. I mean, they they would do the reverse on no, you, if is, you, them, you if you called them right if you called them boomers. I mean, it would be the yeah. reverse. You know what I mean? I don't yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly. There
1: one way. You know.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, I, I would, I, and I'm always open to working with people. So that's another thing that would make me mad is because it's like when they would try and take over the whole project because they think that I'm like a kid and that's what I'm expecting. And I'm like, no, I came here to work and learn and <laughs> be a part of it. Oh, project. are you
1: are you serious? People have actually done that to you? Oh, or were oh, they? Yeah, yeah, or- yeah.
2: they'll just take over the whole project because they just i guess they just assume that i'm a kid so i just don't know like they have to do that i don't know but yeah because you're young you don't know what you
1: like you don't know what you you don't (laughs) know what you love you don't know that's so that's such a a dismissive attitude
2: yeah it was so getting getting older growing up a bit and gaining more experience and um Recognition in this industry has been really helpful right. to me. So, people taking me seriously and being like, oh, okay. And then, you know, right. people like Billy, who are, um, she's a year older than me. She's 18 now, right? right. Yeah. So, she yeah. is, super, you know, similar in age and she's such a, um, like poster girl now for showing people. I mean, with like five Grammys showing people, you know, <laughs> right. you don't have to be any age to, <laughs> you don't have to be right. any age to, um, to be taken seriously or be good, you know, you can be young, you can be old. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, matter. I, I'm really, anyone, I'm really happy that you mentioned on.
1: Billie. Billy is an amazing artist. She started writing when yeah. she was six years old. Yeah. Uh, right. And right. And now that she won all those Grammys, nobody's discounting her emotions or her emotional yeah, strengths, yeah, even exactly. though she, she doesn't have an extraordinary amount of experience, but, she, but her exactly. songs will, will literally make you cry.
2: They're relatable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're relatable. So Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that age is my. Exactly. I've never, I've never been a huge fan of. But how does it feel now yeah. to be at an age and in a place now, to where you can definitely talk to people the way you want to talk to them?
2: It feels really good. It makes me feel um, very happy and very taken. This it's really, it's really gratifying to be taken seriously because it's something I've wanted to do my whole life. Something I know I want to do um, continuing on into my life. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that people are finally looking at me like a serious artist. Um, but yeah. And another thing I was going to say going along with Billy, like after that, there's so many more teen artists now, like, uh, like, like, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 that are coming out and they're popping off because people are giving, I guess, like the younger generation more of a chance and being like, Oh, you know, like the stuff that they have is cool too.
1: That's, that's amazing to me that they even think that way since we had michael jackson in in the in the the, the fave five you know yeah. and he was he was a little He's child <laughs> I know he was a little child and it, it's amazing to me how they discount anybody and it's like that guy was five years old <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah his whole life. you know uh sage i want I want my audience to listen to one more song uh as we continue okay. our conversation we we don't have an extraordinary amount of time, but i, I If you don't mind, one more song. If you don't mind, here we go. Another song by Sage. Something, Sage, I'll say to you about your music. It's very difficult not to have a visceral reaction to it. It's very difficult not to, like, bop your head or shake your body or... <laughs> that is That's what it. I was saying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it definitely get, makes you feel something. It's it's not like a song mm-hmm. where I'm going to listen and go, like, this is just... Crap, you know, it, it definitely makes you yeah. move. It definitely makes you feel. Is that something that you that you really want from people? And then you've had so many concerts. When you see them shake their body and really get into the music, how does how does that feel?
2: Yeah, I love it. So when I was saying earlier that I want my music to be relatable, right? There's two things that's always very important to me. I want my lyrics to be relatable and to help people, you know, understand that like other people feel this way or to get through it, you know be boring in contrast you know i want it to be something that you also like because you want to listen to it over and over again it makes you feel like dancing you're know, at a show it makes you know it's like a club almost where everyone's you
0: know vibing and <laughs> playing and dancing it's awesome
2: so yeah keep, keep the- listening to things. So, like, it so my music is definitely keep the- to be relatable in my lyrics and then make you want to dance with music <laughs> so, oh absolutely
1: uh, keep that mic close to your close to your mouth. I'm losing you just a little bit, but uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> now I, full disclosure: I actually went to one of your concerts before. It went down over here, and I really enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed. This is right at the beginning of your career when you started doing your first stage uh, episodes <laughs> and what have you. And, and I found it to be wonderful. Everybody had a great time. The bar was oh, great. thank you. <laughs> so. so You know, you, you work in a field that I don't work in. I'm a writer director and I work on film. I work on writing. I work on all these things. But the one thing that people like me, I I think that we all dream about is singing on stage because we we can't do it. I mean, it's, it'd be virtually impossible for us to do that. So we, (laughs) we always admire people like you because we're like, how do you, how do you go up there and use your vocal talents in a way? And, And you're getting immediate, immediate judgment immediate
2: yeah reactions yeah for sure how was that um you know it's funny because my whole life I think of something that a lot of people would not uh assume (laughs) especially because I go up on stage and all of that is that I actually have really really bad um social anxiety (laughs) which is funny because yeah so when I I think Maybe part of it is the fact that I, I stopped going to public school halfway through um, my right. third grade year of elementary school because that's when I had moved. And I mm. ended up just finishing and continuing on with uh, online school when I had moved out here. So I don't know if that's part of it, but, you know, <laughs> just uh, a, a big part of what I would be nervous about is – people my own age um and I think that's probably because I just didn't have so much experience with them you know not from going to school with them so when I go on stage uh at a more adult venue like a 21 plus venue I get nervous but it's like I don't know I I, it's just not as nerve-wracking to me as like I remember I was on this a uh high school tour Right. And it was a bunch of, I went to a bunch of high schools and I was so nervous because I feel like that is the harder judgment is the people of your own age, you know,
1: right? And teenagers so, are
2: so judgy. So yeah, I, get, I are. get nervous when I perform around. They get salty, um, they get salty real fast. Yeah, they're very judgy. So, but, but for the most part, my experience has been good. You know, um, it's also cool to, to meet people that are your own age that enjoy your music because it's really, really, um, it's just really interesting cause they're, you know, in similar age and it's just cool seeing someone from your generation enjoying your stuff. <laughs> right. But, um, when I, yeah, I used to like, when I would call in for pizza, I could not order it myself. I would be so nervous. And when I first started going on stage, um, I would be, I mean, I've, I think I've been performing on stages at like talent shows and expos here and there since I was a kid, I would do right. it in, um, in Texas and I would perform at rodeos all the time as well. Um,
1: Wait, hold on. Like hold on. We, we we need to backtrack just a tad bit yeah, there. This <laughs> <Trust> <laughs> I want to say in the social anxiety part, but you said rodeos there, and I i I you caught my yeah. attention right there. You were yeah, you,
2: okay, you, you, so bro, uh, yeah, I can <laughs> sum that up. So yeah, I'm from Amarillo, grew up there, my childhood yeah. wasn't there. Um when in Amarillo there's a church called the Cowboy Church, and mm-hmm. my family went there. <laughs> <are you> <laughs> We went there for, I believe, like four or five years, and I started, uh, my my grandparents actually, so the whole reason I kind of got into singing was because my grandparents have always been um, a missionary family, so they actually had settled down in Amarillo, and they had purchased a church uh, Hmm. called River of Life, might still be there, might not, and so I started singing there with their uh, worship team, because I was like, oh, you know, I want to, I like I wanted to try that, so that's how I had gotten into it, and then we ended up, um, our family kind of just was done with that church, so then we just started going to our own rather than having our own, and that's when I started um, singing at the rodeo, so since it was a cowboy church, after the church service, actually pretty sick, after the church service, every Sunday, there would be um, barrel racing, uh, sometimes bull riding, just different stuff, there was a... um, uh, I can't remember the terminology for it, but the like a little rodeo area in the back. Of the church. Sure. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was all attached, so yeah. So you did all. After. You did
1: all this with social anxiety.
2: Yeah, so I would go afterwards and uh, I would sing I would sing the national anthem, which is pretty easy because you could sing it up in the booth and no one can see you. <laughs> so it's pretty chill. I would just be like, I'm, you know, hold it up stop <laughs> just singing.
1: I'm glad you said um, easy. I wouldn't assume that would be easy, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean,
2: it's easy because no one's like looking at you, you know, so you right. can be as awkward as you want. Just make sure it sounds good. And then that progressed <laughs> into me I performed over like all over. I was performing, um, at rodeos, like all over. I was singing the national anthem. I remember the biggest rodeo I had performed at, I think I was like nine or ten. And I sang at the like Bull Riding Nationals in Utah. It was a big wow. it was big venue. So that was that was crazy because you could see me. I was extremely yeah. nervous, but it's just the National Anthem, you know, so it's not, it's not right. that strenuous. But yeah, like, as I got older, um, I had to deal with that, obviously. You
1: know what, I I, I is, that that must be your age, because I, I got to tell you, if you screw up that song, people are going to throw rocks at you. No, <laughs>
2: for sure. Yeah, I've repeated like the same lines yeah for sure but yeah it's definitely it's definitely important to get it right definitely right. Part of American <laughs> but, uh,
1: you're just you're just that good where it just passes you it's like oh that song's easy i can do that song right now that, that, that blows my mind that you think like that yeah
2: <laughs> and it's always kind of makes well me at least feel uncomfortable because
1: people right. can't really
2: clap afterwards because right. it scares the animals. So, um, <laughs> so if they're like on a horse or whatever, or they're near an animal, you know, you'll finish up and no one will really like cheer for you. And I was always like, oh, <laughs> but it's not oh. me. It's just the fact that it'll freak out the animals.
1: It'll freak out the yeah, animals. So
2: that's, that's interesting. Not <laughs> that's not my vibe. I like, I, like, I like the crowd. I like to hear everyone's reaction. I like to know that like, oh, okay, cool. But um, yeah, so I knew that was something I would have to work on throughout my life. So I definitely made it a big... Bullet point to work on. So I've I've literally like practiced. I sound like a crazy person, but I've practiced scenarios. Um, So I'm I'm you know like I'm prepared for anything. You you do
1: not sound like a crazy person at all.
2: (laughs) Where I can talk (laughs) and like uh, not be you know nervous or weird. But when it came to being on stage, another thing I do is actually when when I'm performing at big big venues and I'm like oh you know like today I just can't do it. I feel I feel weird or whatever. I'm also blind. Like I, I can't see with with without my glasses. I'm super, right. super bad vision. I'm nearsighted, so okay. I'll just pop out my contacts. Won't perform with them, and I can't see anyone.
1: That's my trick. Get out of <laughs> here! Really? No,
2: yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see past my hand. Um, like if you hold my, if you were to hold your hand straight out, I can't see past like my palm. Um, that's when my vision starts <laughs> going blurry. So, you know, so people. J- like, so
1: Jim Morrison turned his back to the now. audience, and you basically just take your contacts out.
2: Yeah, I really can't see them. The only thing that I have to worry about is, like, <laughs> just, like not stepping on any important wires that I'm walking
1: across on that the is, stage. That is, but, yeah, that is genius, by the way. That's genius. It really is
2: because I can see the silhouette of people, so I understand, like, that they're there, and that I can see them, like, moving around or whatever. But what I can't see is their faces. <laughs> you right. Know, so, like, their whatever reaction – so it really just doesn't bother me because it makes me in that mode when I'm on stage to just worry about myself and not really care about what, you know, other people think of me because I'm here performing my own craft and I like it, so
1: I'm gonna own it. Yeah, I see, I see you leaning into the crowd and, and, I mean, you're really close mm-hmm. to that front and you're, you're like, sticking yeah, your face like in there, singing your songs, you're very, yeah, you're very aggressive like the, the way you way you move. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. I, I love it to death. And now. no. Are, are you seriously now wearing contacts at those moments as well? Like when you're when like really yeah, close to the no, stage?
2: Most, <laughs> most of the time I'm really not. I'm really not wearing contacts or anything. <laughs> sometimes I forget, and then sometimes it's deliberate because I'm like, oh, there's way too many people tonight. Like I remember we had a I performed a sold out show at the Troubadour when I opened for Hey Violet, and that was crazy. There was so, wow. so it was full, you know, completely sold out at the Troubadour, one of the most like iconic places you could perform in L. A. Right. If not the so uh yeah, I definitely <laughs> had my contacts out for that one. But, you know, like like I said, like I can see the silhouette of things, so I can like see enough to walk and not fall over everything. But right. it is kind of a, a nice little trick to just not see people's like grueling expressions if they feel a certain way about what you're doing. <laughs> it's easy to just like make you just not care and just focus on, you know, what you're there
1: I, to I, do. I really I really wonder what you're gonna do when you have like Taylor Swift's you know, crowd. I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. I have no idea.
2: <laughs> you know, like honestly, when you're performing too, and the crowd, no. crowds are very different. You know, as you would know, any um, show. Yeah. You know, so there's been. I like the crowd's reaction is very different a lot of times. I've had shows where I feel like I'm not even nervous because after I've warmed up to the crowd, after a song change, the crowd has warmed up to me.
0: There's right. like
2: such a good vibe going, I can tell that they really like me, and so there's nothing really to be nervous about at that point, you know, and it's really easy to right. just like own the stage and own the performance um but in other in other situations, you know you you aren't really fitting in with the other artists or the performers, and you could tell you're kind of the odd one out like people enjoy you but right. it's not it's not you know you probably won't perform with them again, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a different like you get a different um a different response from different. Right crowds but yeah for the most part I I don't really have trouble warming up after a while and I feel like it'll be a lot different when people are coming to see me specifically rather than me as an opener or like me performing with you know a bunch of other people like when it's specifically my own headlining show I feel like that will make me give get all the confidence that I need to own the stage
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you know what your music is very urban it's very hip-hop it's very popish. it's it's very much in there have you ever had any criticism that perhaps your your musical sound was not quite fitting your, your persona or, or that you know what i would say is like you know is she trying to be black is she you know like what, how people talk you know crazy people mm-hmm. have you ever had people talk that way to you or, or say something like that to you uh...
2: Yeah, mostly people just tell me that my attitude and, like, who I am as a person, my persona, like, how I talk right. to you and appear, like, style-wise, I guess, doesn't right. match um, my music in the sense of, I guess, you would think that I would be more laid back with how I look, I guess, or not so mm. out there. Like how you said, like, when I'm on stage, I'm very aggressive. I like, you know, right. like, stage charming to be, like, bratty, like, teen angst, like, cool as fuck, type of girl, you know. So uh, a lot of people have actually been like, oh, like you're so, I just wouldn't expect when I meet people, they're like, I wouldn't expect you to be so like, I get guess... not bratty in a bad way, but like so, right, like
0: right.
2: attitude, like so like spunky, I guess. Um, but for the most part, I haven't really gotten any negativity about um how I am. I don't really
1: care. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, why would you care? I, really, I don't care but Yeah. <laughs> but you, like, but you know it's a it's a very black, Yeah, it's a very <laughs> judgy kind of it's a very judgy kind of world no, like definitely. you said earlier. Yeah, yeah right, and I heard, for sure. it, I was doing all my research. I I do research on the people before I I do any kind of interview, and I did hear somebody say something, and I'm like, that's kind of – that's such a ridiculous comment for you to fucking say. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, and my mom was actually telling me the other day that um, Jennifer Lopez, of all people, is in in trouble for cultural appropriation, quote-unquote, because she said – Bronx Girl Magic, which she is from right. the Bronx, and people she like, is from you're not Bronx. saying Black Girl Magic, she's not black. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, she girl, didn't so pretend, that's to. That's be. she never her. pretended to be, yeah. I know, people exactly. get up in a roar, and they start saying things that are just crazy,
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: like, can you yeah. please just let this artist be, because you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna take all the great music out of the world, if you have that attitude.
2: Yeah, yeah, and all the uniqueness of people, because, I mean, you know, everyone just, Gets is so quick to get offended by everything that they just label it as one thing when, you know, it's really just that person just trying to live their life and do whatever they want and it doesn't affect you. So yeah, it's ver- it's very, very much cancel problem?
1: cancel yeah. culture. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 for sure cancel. It's culture.
1: cancel culture, you know. But your your music yeah. is really, your really music is really hitting high high tunes now. It's really starting to get momentum and what have you. Yeah, are are you looking look forward like to it. making a new a new album coming out or or is, is oh, this yeah, music right sure. now you're working on? Really.
2: I'm working on a lot of, like, singular um, songs. I'm not sure if they're all going to go into, like, one specific album or what I'll be doing. But like we were talking about earlier, um, I'm still, you know, I I still go out and I try out new sessions with people. Um, So I've been doing that here and there throughout uh, the new year so far. Just meeting new people, seeing what I want to do for my plan for 2020, just creating stuff. Um, I have a couple new songs that I was working on throughout the end of uh, last year into early Beginnings of 2020. Right. So that's cool. Um, I'm not sure where we're going to go with those right now, but it's been nice just like getting back into the studio, creating and chilling because I know for all, for a lot of 2018 and um, 2019 and even like end of 2017, I was a lot of touring, a lot of performances, a lot of Mm. seeing the same songs, which, you know, I love, I love my songs, but I'm really happy to be getting back into the studio and just focusing on creating primarily.
1: Are there any producers right now that you either are looking forward to working with or are dream producers that you want to work with?
2: Um, you know, the dream producers. I love Diplo. <laughs>
1: Diplo's <laughs> like, great.
2: Him and I yes, he is. Him and I kinda make a song together. Yeah, I love him. But right now, um I I love working with Rocky like I was saying. He's definitely yeah. one of my faves. Um, he's pretty busy though, uh, with his own, you know, with the driver era and all of that. Yeah. So Um, I'm not sure when we'll get to get back together, but yeah, I, I love working with him. I've been working with, um, Paul, I can't remember his last name right now, but he's created, him and I have a lot of unreleased new music that we've been working on, which is super cool and really different. Yeah. So I can't wait for that to come out. Um, and other than that, yeah, I've just been, I've just been trying out new people, making little, little songs and seeing where I'm gonna go with it.
1: You know, it sounds strange, but I really would have loved to have heard you, uh, do it like a Kanye beat, uh, before you know the the whole oh, yeah. you know madness thing. But I, I I think you guys fit really well as far as uh, musical type and, and, and the beats and the way it kind of structures and what have you.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love Kanye. Yeah, he's awesome.
1: Yeah, when he's like, not it, when he's yeah
2: I just I yeah. like I like having like hip hop tones in my in my songs. You know, like hip hop yeah. emo, like tones of that. So it's all umbrella underneath pop. Yeah.
1: Now, is this a musical sound that you up. that you wanted for a long time ago, or is this a musical style that you kind of grew? Because I, I, you've grown a lot from your first songs. Oh, yeah. So, is this a is this is a growth process for you? Like, where where you've like grown into the sound, or was it adjusted for you?
2: Yeah. So, you know, like I was saying, I've grown up my teen life in California. Right. So that's where you know most people's um, like forming years, like, really crucial forming parts of who you are as a person and your personality and everything about you is really, like, crucial in those years. Um, So, for me, you know, when I first came out and I was releasing music, I had a music video called All I Can Say, and I was literally a emo, alternative, like, pop-punk type of Girl, because yeah, I mean, I love all kinds of music. As a aside from being a musician, I'm a super huge music advocate and lover. I love literally mm-hmm. all kinds of music, including classical, because that's what I grew up learning. Um, right. So yeah, I'm all over the place with that, and I love a lot of rock. I love a lot of emo. My Chemical Romance is my all time favorite band. Oh um, yeah, forever. <laughs> and so when I was when I was younger, I was really, really, really into into um that type of vibe for a second, and I thought that I was gonna that I would do that myself and i was at the bla- was that really black lipstick it.
1: period of your life
2: yeah yeah that's what i was talking about all i could say <laughs> in that music video i don't know if you ever saw that but i did yeah i was very much yeah a pop punk type of gal and i thought that would be my vibe for you know forever <laughs> like every like 12 13 year old girl thing right? <laughs> and yeah i came to be like 14 and i was like you know what i don't really want to like be emo anymore so yeah. then i moved um i moved on to more of like experimenting with more r&b pop tones and then now you know i I have so much music that i like that i like and that i I have under my belt that i listen to that i get so experimental with it and i've been so experimental with it for the past few years that now i just kind of like i either just make whatever i want (laughs) like i feel like in that moment or i just kind of follow a um i kind of just mix everything together like i was saying i like to have hip-hop to like notes usually like a beat some emo elements um as well to tie into the pop and kind of, I like to keep it pretty alternative. So it can right. go either way, but you know, i say for the you, most part, I would classify myself as like internet yeah. music.
1: That's internet sure. music. Yes. Internet music. That's interesting. Why, why, why would you say that?
2: Um, just because there's so many different like elements to it. So not busy, but it's just so different, I guess. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I would classify it as internet music. It's very, it follows like the trends, you know. My whatever's in right now, I like to take that and uh, implement it into my songs as well. So, I, mean, yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, you're right.
1: I, I, all the music, all the music I listen to is on YouTube, and um, I, I have my cycle. When I go for my walks, I have my whole musical cycle that I go through. So I understand what you're saying by internet music, but it, it but it is music. I mean, just it's. I mean, if you want to go down to the basics, it's just music.
2: Yeah, no, no, internet music is in the genre, like, um, right. like, yeah, like, like, just trendy, I guess.
1: Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the funny thing is, like, Beyonce will will just drop a music video, and then you'll, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much what you mean by internet music. It just drops on YouTube or drops on video. and the next thing you know, you're like listening to a brand new song, brand new video. MTV doesn't exist the same way anymore. The same way TV yeah. doesn't exist the same way anymore. So that's another question. I'm, I'm glad you went in that direction. Uh, that's another question I have for you. Uh, things have changed so much as far as how to how to express yourself, how to get yourself out there, uh, how to be yeah. meaningful in today's era. Uh, how how did you keep up with that? Because you you are relevant and you're becoming more and more relevant. Was that intentional mm-hmm. or did that just happen?
2: Um you know i don't think that i've well (laughs) um like how do i answer this i don't think (laughs) ask me the question again (laughs) so my
1: question my my question is that you're you are relevant your music is and it's becoming more and more and more relevant um is this what you wanted for yourself is this what you expected from yourself is is to is to really grow mm-hmm. upon this was it an intentional thing
2: I'd say yeah like I've always wanted my music to get recognition and overall I'm making um you know I'm working for my work to pay off but I didn't expect like for example I didn't expect like the things that that blow up I don't I don't expect them to like I didn't seek out for example june is my most popular song um right now it is almost i think it has a million and a half almost on
1: just a beautiful song yeah so
2: that's crazy thank you so much yeah and that's just crazy because when i wrote it and when i released it definitely did not think that would be like to date still um or anytime that that would be my like my most popular song
1: really what did you think
2: I don't know what I thought. Honestly, I thought Happy Birthday would be my most um, popular one. But no, it wasn't. Actually, that's my least popular one. Funny But yeah, June really like stole the show for everything. And every time I perform it, you know, even at like when I was on tour with Bad Baby, who is very um, different from me. You know, she's primarily rap. um, Sure. When I when I was uh, when I was opening for her. That was one of the crowds that I was like, ooh, you know, like, <laughs> she's a rapper and they're all, you know, a certain age. They're going to be like, who's this, like, pop singer this doesn't fit at all. <laughs> yeah. And weirdly enough, you know, like, it, it worked, you know, I, the tour worked with her. It was really cool. But when every single time I would perform June and every time I perform June anywhere, everyone just has a certain um, response to it. Like, everyone just really seems to love it. And, like, they really just, like, vibe with it. And it's so cool to me because it's just, I guess I just didn't expect it because it's, like, kind of a ballad. So it's slower, right. Um, right? and it's it's kind of co- not corny, but I guess I think that's what people like about it too. You know, it's very like lovey-dovey mm. type of song. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't. Con- I don't
1: consider it corny. I, I think yeah, yeah,
2: it's I, in the sense of like yeah no no, no my song's are not 40, but yeah. like in the sense of that it's like a you know like a love song not about something more intricate or whatever sure. like it's just you sure. know, like a it's just a basic love song and it, yeah. it really is my most popular one and it has been yeah. for like past two years so yeah I didn't expect that but I I do like that I am becoming more relevant because overall that is what you know that's what I'm looking for as an artist that's what I want I want people to uh you know listen to my music um want to hear more if you want to see more of me but is, is, that, is that, that what you want more off, I...
1: go, go ahead i'm sorry continue
2: i was just gonna say the things that pop off i, I definitely weren't because i intentionally wanted that song or this specific mm. thing to go off you know
1: right so you're so so the the amount of control you have over what people like and don't like is is really relevant there huh yeah Hmm. That's interesting. So what, 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 what new work right now are you working on? I mean, do you have a name for, for any of the songs that you've made so far that you're looking forward to hearing in the future or, or,
2: um, you know, I don't know if I've really named any of them right now. Um, <laughs> I know there was a lot of uh, personal changes that I was going through in my life, a lot of uh, family stuff through the end of uh, last year um, that was carrying on to the beginning of 2020. So I'm sure right. once I'm really getting into the studio, everyone will be hearing a lot about that because, like I said, music is very therapeutic for me. So um, I'm excited to get in the studio and like get all of this emotion out. But yeah. um, other than that, the songs that I've created uh, throughout, like, October, November of 2019. Um, hmm. Like, let me see. <laughs> let me grab my book. Let me see if I have any titles in there.
1: <laughs> But I know
2: I was writing a lot from personal experience, like always. I had released a song the other day on my Instagram. Sorry if I'm moving around a lot. Um, no, go where ahead. Where I had just wrote a quick little one. And that was pretty interesting because I've never really done a song um like this i don't know if you saw it but it was like a it was a little cover i had posted on my instagram i think in november I saw it. and that song it, <laughs> i was just messing around in my room and i just came up with a story <laughs> about having a uh like your boyfriend i guess in a sense is a serial killer but you didn't know that until right. he got convicted for it and you're like oh well he killed all these other girls why didn't you kill me that's what the song's about oh so that's Bundy dark <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah dark. that is really, really dark cool. wow
2: yeah so that would that be an excellent about. song kinda, yeah right I thought that was an interesting story so I went that ahead is, and I wrote that um, yeah that is weird so that man. Half, I'll
1: be honest with you that is odd that is no, odd, is, <laughs> that is no, odd. Is,
2: but half of the song half of the song is on um half of the song is on my Instagram
1: I can't wait and I think, think yeah <laughs>
2: I'm like, hold on, I can read you, I can read you the lyrics, so it makes Please sense. do, please do. I don't do. have any titles for these songs. Wow. Well, <laughs> <to> <laughs> no, I just went ahead and wrote them. No, yeah. So that one I was talking about, um, just to give context. <laughs> so yeah. the verse is, you picked me up at the park last week, took me to the mall, oh, took me over to the mall to eat. Said I'm leaving here and I'm never coming back, so don't ask any questions, cause you hate to hear what I've done. And then this is the pre. Heard the news say there's a killer on the loose. Body count is getting close to 22. Lock your doors. It could be someone that you knew, but I never thought it'd be you. Verse two. Told me to take the money and run. If they ask you, don't tell who you got it from. 22 other bitches. Sorry if I can't cuss. (laughs) Then why not? Who would have thought you could be so mean? Jeez. And then back. To heard the news say there's a killer on the loose body count getting close to 22 lock your doors could be someone that you knew i never thought it'd be you so i do wanna um i want to record you, that one you <laughs> you, you, g-
1: you you gave me shivers just thinking about oh, the case really? of bundy no. but yes you just you just made my skin no, that's
2: exactly, crawl thank you thank you for saying that no that's exactly what i was thinking about you know i'm honestly yeah. like I'm a weird I'm a weird person. I
1: love You're that. you're not a weird true. person. People watch this stuff like I crazy love... people. They they wouldn't have Netflix no, yeah, shows yeah, yeah, on this sure. if you were a that's crazy true. person. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Yes, I love true crime stuff. I love all that. Me my, one of my best friends, um, Marisol, we're literally obsessed with true crime stuff. We just
1: watch it all the yeah. time.
2: Um it's, you know, terrible. A lot of the stuff that you hear Yeah,
1: about, it is horrible. It's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder yeah, why people just don't get divorces been... instead of killing each other.
2: Yeah, I've always been super intrigued by people like um, Ted Bundy, um, for example, you know, those people that did uh, weird crimes primarily to women, um, because it's just crazy. And then like the whole, this song was inspired heavily by that, but also... The fact that um, in cases such as ooh, Char- Charles Manson, I was like, why can't I remember his name? Charles right. Manson, Ted Bundy, and a lot of other, ser- like, serial killers right. um, from the 90s and earlier, they're, like, the girls, like, the teenage girls and even young adult girls, they became, like, obsessed with them romantically, like, while they were in prison. And they, they absolutely doomed, like, all these terrible things that they had done, which is insane to me because I'm, like, how... how how would you like you know you're a girl too like he'll do the same thing to you it's insane right. so, yeah, that, that Ted Bundy all those people and the fact that girls do I mean become obsessed with them in a weird romantic way because of their serial killer tendencies I feel like that's right what song is exactly about so that's cool that you said that because <laughs> you know I, I know yeah,
1: exactly yeah. I'm not joking I would sincerely love to hear that song you know there's there's, okay. there's a lot of things that are done in bad taste but that they, they literally no, yeah, gave sure. that's me that's why
2: I read you that's yeah, you, know, it, you were like, wait. I was like, I need to give you contact.
1: Yeah. yeah, it gave me it gave me a chill, you know, up my up my arms. I was like, oh my god, she's talking about Ted Bundy. Like that yeah, that is yeah, a
2: exactly. There
1: you go. Yeah, that's a very serious song, and I would love to hear that someday.
2: Yeah, me, so, yeah, I definitely want to record that one. But half of it is uh acoustically um on my Instagram, if anyone wants to go look at that. But look out yeah. for. A professional recording in the future because i definitely oh, want to do something with
1: that song that's wonderful you know you're talking about so many advanced things and i don't mean to continually harp on this but you know when you, when you look at the age and the experience and what have you the, you're talking about things that are way beyond what even even people that are like I don't know, in the 30s or late 20s would, would even conceptualize? They'd be more on the mainstream, yeah. wanted to be more, you know, be more popish and what have you. What is it about you that makes you want to ex- experiment more and experience more?
2: Well, you know, I've always just liked writing. Like you said, you're a writer. Um, yeah. In school, I was always, I just like, I can write essays like a crazy person. I would write essays for my friends. Like I just could do right. it like so quick. I have so <laughs> it's much. It's so to easy. Say. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it's not though. Like for some people, it is. But if you're a writer, you know it is. Like it, right. it just really is super easy. My mom and my grandma were both um, English teachers, so I guess that's probably oh. where the trait came from. <laughs> because That makes at, like sense. I, I, yeah. So the writing really carried on into um, my songwriting as well. You know, like being pretty good and advanced at uh, like right. literary stuff. So, yeah, that carried on into my writing, and I just like that you can – what you can take from when you're writing an essay or something like that, you kind of do your research, I guess. Well, you do. You do your research, in a sense, before you write on the topic. So in life, you know, we don't have to just experience things from our own personal um, self. Like you don't have to have a personal experience all the time to be able to learn about it and write it, you know? So right. there's a lot of things where I'll take other people's experiences or I'll hear like like the previous song we just read um sure you know like other people's experiences or whatever I'll I'll listen to them kind of research it in a sense and then take my own spin on it and kind of imagine since I also have that background of acting it's also easy for me to put myself in the position huh. of being someone else and like imagining what that is, and like getting all the like all the adjectives or like anything that would be a right. part of said experience, you know, that goes into the visual part of the song.
1: You, you, you know the why, adjective. uh you, Sage? Why you're why you're such a great guest is because you you often answer the question I'm about to ask you.
0: So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just talk all the time.
1: <laughs> but no, no, no. You're no. This, I mean, you don't want you don't want a person to come on your show and not talk. You want somebody yeah, who is true. able to talk, Very connect <laughs> things, put things together, and I can just sit back and listen to you and relax and, and, and be interested <laughs> in whatever you have to say. Yeah. So you have a particular color going for you right now, a particular color scheme yep. going for you, which is like a little bit of the pink and a little bit of the blue going on, which is beautiful.
0: Yeah. yeah so, I love pink.
1: <laughs> I, know you, I know you like pink. <laughs> and don't think that cherries is not yeah. pink once it stains on your body. But uh, yep. where is that coming from?
2: Um, you know, I don't even know. Um, I've really, <laughs> hmm, I don't know when I really started liking the color, honestly. Uh, like I said, I was an emo kid for a pretty, solid yeah life for like two years and I was really into well first before I was a Shizumo kid I was a scene kid so I was very into all of that the silly bands the big hair with like color and all that crazy stuff but it wasn't ever primarily pink I think I was more I liked neons for sure growing up my whole life I've really liked neon colors and then I went through that phase where everything was black everything was black had to be black and then I think, you know, I definitely, I remember that I started liking baby pink because it became a really trendy thing when mm. I was about 13, so that would have been about four years ago, whatever year that was, 2016. <laughs> it became yes. like a big, a big, it became like a big trendy thing, and like it just, it, pink was just kind of everywhere. But then... Yeah. I just love hot pink. I really like can't remember like a certain moment in my life where I was like, no, I'm, like, I'm gonna just have everything pink. And then I was like, oh, you know, like pink is my favorite color. I'm gonna dye my hair pink, and then I dye right. my hair pink, and then everything just slowly became pink. <laughs> and now it's definitely my color for sure. And I think it's pretty cool because it complements like brown, my eyes and my uh, eyebrow and like my arm hair, everything else. Like it, it complements yeah. brown really well. So it looks
1: really Oh, it's really it's beautiful. I, I,
2: like love it. It. I, love <laughs> I love the I love the I
1: love the salad great deal. You know, we've been talking for over an hour now, and, and we're kind of closing up right now. But let me ask you a, a couple, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit more serious questions here. You know, let's just, let's just talk about somebody in Amarillo, Texas right now that's nine years old, six years old, writing music, wanting to grow up, wanting to get out of there, wanting to move to Los Angeles or New York, Chicago, anything big. How is she going to get there? Uh, Can you give her any advice on the things that are necessary or necessary components for her to be you or something like you?
2: I would say, you know, what I always did was I, I just always loved music. So I always before anything was coming out of it, like before I had gone to um Well, what I had ended up doing was I went to a a talent agency in Amarillo, which I think most places, you know, like most cities just have them for like local talent, you know? So if there's like a uh, specific thing that the city needs to put on, they'll go there and be like, I need a dancer or I need actors or whatever, and they'll pull them from the agency. So that's what I had done. But up until then, you know, like I've just always been so musical my whole life. Like I said, I I watched my – I watched my grandparents worship team and I was like, Ooh, I like, I want to do that. I want to be on stage and I want to sing. And then I started just songwriting just literally just one day just came to me and I started doing that. I've been playing piano since I was a really young kid as well. So it was just coinciding together, the songwriting with the piano. Um, so I always just did whatever, like made me happy. And that was music, honestly. So I was always pursuing it just for fun. Um, and then I was training in classical music as well. Um, so I was always very, very music oriented, and that because I wanted to be. So I would say, always just you know like um, surround yourself with you know what you're passionate about as much as you can, or as much as you would like to, because right. that's how you're gonna you know ultimately practice your craft and form who you are as a person, uh, or as an artist. And then what I did, like I was saying, I I just ended up seeking out a talent agency because there's only so much you can do yourself, you know, especially if you or your parents right. know everything so we ended up going to a talent expo or a talent agency my bad and they brought me to a bigger expo that happened once a year in dallas so dallas is pretty far from emerald um uh so yeah we went over there that's a major city obviously so there was a bunch (laughs) of uh big um big not like super big names but like big uh contacts or people mm-hmm. with big contacts, so they were kind of there recruiting. And so I went there. Uh, I went two different years. And the first year I went, people were telling my mom, they're like, oh, she's she's good, like, you should bring her out to California. I think I was eight. And my mom was like, Uh, eh, you know, like, no. So we waited another year. I went the next year, so one full year later, and everyone was saying the same thing. And then that's when my mom and I were finally, like, thinking about it. I was halfway through third grade. We were going to go after fourth grade, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Right, um, right. But, uh, yeah, so halfway through third grade, we talked about it and we ended up just moving out. Um, and that's really just how I got started with it.
1: That's wonderful.
2: But I would say, I would say, I understand that not everyone probably has like a talent agency. So more than anything, right. I think what's mostly important is to just practice yourself, you know, understand what you want to do, or at least what you want to do right then for the time being, and just focus on practicing that, perfecting that, um, and yeah, just figuring out what your skills are. And if you want to, if you want to songwrite, you know, you can always just, the good thing about songwriting is it's personal. So you can always, you know, trial and error and no one will see <laughs> it but yourself unless you show it you know, to other people. <laughs>
1: that's true. So that yeah. is very true. Well, let me ask you a question about, you know, that's connected to this, which, which I would ask yeah. an actress, you know, being on set for 18 hours, you have to be a, a certain personality that people want to be mm-hmm. around you for that much time. Yes. Now, now you're going on stage. People are asking you to go on stage. They want you to be either part of their part of their show or some part of their show. What What is mm-hmm. it about you, or what is it about your personality that makes people want to spend this much time with you, want you to be on their show?
2: I would hope <laughs> it's because <laughs> I. Impersonable. uh i like uh i like talking <laughs> so mm. i feel like i'm easy i'm easy to get to get talking like you were saying once I started. right I getting get, to know, know it's,
1: it's easy, easy to going. get to know you
2: yeah yeah and i like i like talking with others as well so um yeah i think that i i think that it's it's an i'm an easy converser mm. and also um i think people really tend to either like like how i look with all the colors and right. everything like my style, you know, um, like I'm just fun to see, <laughs> and right. my my attitude for sure. I feel like people always tell me, "Oh, like you're so you're so spunky, so funny." Really? <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, thanks."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people who wonder why they're, why they don't, they, don't, they don't get reinvited, why they don't get hired, why they're not part of things, and it's like there's a special thing that a lot of people have, like like mm-hmm. they're expressing right now that. Like you charm. need to have a, <laughs> a, yeah. You need to have a yeah. little bit of charm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or for else, sure. who 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 the hell really wants you around them?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Well, so so we have we talked about your albums. We talked about your shows. Do you have any shows coming up that you'd like to promote?
2: Um, I actually don't right now because um, I I'm just more in a creative mode right now. Right. Uh As of right now, though. What I have been doing is any performance local performance, um, which local for me would be Los Angeles. Um, right. any local show that comes up that looks promising, I'll of course go to and, you know, perform because why not? But as of touring and all of that right now, I'm not really doing anything or big performances, nothing like that. Um, but if I do have any local performances, those always go up on my Instagram, which is Sage Charmaine. All of my social medias are. So, So right. uh, yeah, if you're in LA and you want to see me soon, I might have a show within the next few months. But other than that, definitely just creating right now, which I'm super well, excited
1: for. We have a huge audience listening to you right now. They're, they're very. I mean, it's just grown the more we've we've spoken, which is
0: you know, <laughs> no way awesome. It's
1: very easy to talk to you as well. Hey, it's very y'all. easy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I didn't know how long our conversation was going to be. I thought it was maybe it might be a half an hour, but we're, we're almost hitting two hours right now. So
0: oh,
1: no way. yeah, I mean, it goes by really fast, especially when you have somebody okay, who knows what to say when they want to say it. Which is you.
0: But
1: how are people going to get in contact with you? I mean, if they wanted to see your, your Instagram videos, if they want to watch your YouTube videos, if they want to buy tickets, how, how can they? I know you have a website. So how can, how can they yes. find you?
2: Um, so Sage Charmaine is my social for everything, I believe. I think the only thing that's different is my Facebook. Uh, it's Sage Charmaine, but the E is a three. <laughs> I believe, but everything is Sage Charmaine, um, YouTube, everything, Spotify. That is my artist name. Um, and yeah, those are my socials and yeah. that is pretty much all. Yeah. And then other than that, my social media, uh, or my, my website. Yeah. Sage That would have me have, like, ticketing, you have an Insta? Major ticketing. yeah, the Sage Charmaine. All my, socials yeah, and are Sage
1: Charmaine. how about your twits? Do you have a Twitter?
2: twitter yes i yeah, I do, yeah, I do actually, it's Sage Charmaine as well, I'm definitely my most active social media is definitely instagram um, yeah I don't, not, I, don't, I don't i don't I don't
1: use Twitter either,
2: yeah, I'm not i you know, I feel like that's a big generation thing of like millennials
1: primarily it's
2: always it's like, like my like friends that are stage. like 22 and up yeah they're they're yeah. real big on twitter and i'm like oh i just can't i just i'm not into it no
0: yeah so yeah.
2: instagram is primarily my thing uh, i do post on youtube every now and then but yeah as far as ticketing and shows and all of that would go um they are usually on my website which is sage it should be under the section of touring um, but if you didn't want to go through that, usually if I'm performing at said venue, I, you can get the tickets through them as well. Wonderful. But yeah, social media, main is Instagram, which is St. Charmaine.
1: <laughs> now I'm going to ask you something incredibly rude. Out of all the music that you've played, <laughs> <laughs> out of all the music that you've made and created, which one's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite child?
2: Hmm. You know... <laughs> I'm like, you know, honestly, I feel like it's probably unreleased. But, I'm putting on speaker really quick so I can go to my my own Spotify. Released wise, my favorite mm, is probably definitely Don't Leave Me. I love that song. That's another one that I thought was going to be That's a great song more popular than it was, like, I thought that that would be way more, you know, to me, like, that would be more popular than June, Right. but it's not, (laughs) but, yeah, I love, I love Don't Leave Me, I love Around, because it's so different, and, like I said, I feel like that just captures me as an artist perfectly, like, that song with the the angst and the brattiness and the tood, but still, like, but it's still cute, it's not in bad taste, I feel like that song definitely exemplifies that, so I'd say Around and Don't Leave Me.
1: I, I tell you, me as a writer as well. You know, I, I find that my most successful work is usually dumpster fires. Like I can't believe. Like, are are you seriously telling me you like this piece better than this piece? That's usually my mindset. I, I can't believe it sometimes.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I, well, I don't know. Like, when what, what do you write? Because you said you're a writer. Do you write? Yeah,
1: I write, bo- I write books and I write movies and I direct oh, movies. wow. So my, okay. my two so movies you... that I recently came out were, were, you know, to me, not the best work I've ever done, but they were the first ones okay, to be so released. There you go. Yeah. And it's like, what?
2: So, so, you, so you as a writer have like movies that you like more than the other ones.
1: Absolutely. I have my favorite children.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's why it's
1: such a rude yeah, question because... to ask somebody.
2: No, 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 I get it though because you know, like as a creator, you're definitely the hardest person on yourself, I would say.
1: Yes. Almost should absolutely.
2: be. <laughs> it's good if you You should be. Um Yeah, so you're def I feel like it's definitely normal for you to be more critical or more like, uh like I I hate this song, I shouldn't have even released it or something. But everyone's <laughs> like, What do you mean? Like I love it, it's so good. It's your most popular song. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty that's pretty Because I definitely feel like that for sure about some of my songs. <laughs>
1: you know be, before Which we go and we <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to end the show a little differently we're gonna, we're going to end the show with, with your with the, your song June and then and then I'm going to say my piece a little bit later on but I appreciate you being on let me ask you one more question before we go here you know talking about and thank you for talking about your anxiety cuz anxiety often leads into depression and what have you Is there anything you're doing right now in your life to kind of temper that anxiety and grow into a new phase of your existence without it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I'm always working on just being like the best version of myself that I could be. I would say that's definitely really important. That's a really important value that I have um, adopted into my like everyday life. I just always want to make good choices, which sounds, you know, so whatever, like You know, but really I I try to be the best, um, the best me that I could be. So, um, did you say something?
1: No, 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 no. no.
2: Oh, sorry. I was like, what? Um,
0: could you repeat the question?
1: Sorry. <laughs> no. Like, uh, it, like, there was i No, like, I appreciate you talking <laughs> about anxiety, which leads to depression, uh, yes, 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 yes. you know, and I was asking you if there's anything you're doing right now to work on that, that anxiety for your, for your future. When you, when you have bigger stages, you have bigger audiences, you, you have more people interested in you. And that's a, that's a heck yeah. of a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. And and you know yes. you're kind of waiting you know you're waiting for that. So are is there yeah. something you is there something you're working on now to kind of overcome that?
2: Yeah, so sorry like I was saying. I'm always just trying
1: to <laughs> work
2: on just being the best version of myself that I could be. So whenever right. I feel a certain way about something, I try and you know just change my thinking and my mindset to put me in a better mental state about it or said sure. thing. But also always music, like like I said, my, my songwriting is always very therapeutic for me. So if I'm ever feeling, you know, too, too bad about it, I can always just write and just use that as a therapeutic outlet for sure. But um, overall, I'd say to help me through anxiety, I usually just try and just logically sit myself down and think and be like, okay, is this logical to be nervous? you know, like you can do this, like when you've been on stage so many times, you've performed countless times, like you can do this. The only person that's going to hold you back is yourself in this situation. So why be nervous? You know, you're only going to um, ruin it for yourself.
1: You know, what's funny is that what you're talking about, and if you read a lot of books about anxiety, even medical books, you're, you're literally talking about what, what doctors tell young people on what to do when they're having anxiety, because nobody's ever died from anxiety. So you're literally yeah. talking <laughs> you to yourself, like you right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you're you're literally convincing yourself that this is not real. And mm-hmm. if if it was real, then it, it, you know we'd feel it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I, think, you know, like you, because you you're in your head all the time because you always hear that little voice, you know, that is you inside thinking. Right. And you know you can tell yourself anything and really convince yourself of anything. So. You know, you could be having illogical thoughts that's giving you anxiety and then you just have to sure. like sit yourself down, calm yourself down and be like, look, you know, like really look at this logically and calm down, take a few breaths. You wouldn't be right. here if you weren't, you know, capable of doing, or you know, good. like, like when I always feel a certain way, yeah, about going on stage or something, I'm like, dude, you wouldn't even be invited here if you weren't, you know, expected to go up there and do good. Like, you don't right. want to go up there and freak out and do bad because, you know, they're expecting you to have a certain um level of professional professionalism and you know just like what, what, what made you
1: think that way what came into your life that that, that helped you along with that that thinking process because um, a lot of people have problems think, with that even
2: yeah i was gonna say you know like since, since i am still a teenager i think it's just also a big part of teenhood so you know just having a lot of anxiety and just being unsure about yourself more than anything yeah. um so i'm gonna disagree
1: i'm gonna dis- I'm gonna, i'm sorry i'm gonna disagree with you because there's so, I mean, there are people in their in their 60s who have the same issue that don't have the same oh, yeah, rationale yeah. that you have. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, you definitely have a rationale. Definitely. And I don't think it's a survival thing. I don't think it's a, like a 17 and a half thing. I, I definitely think it's a personal thing that you have.
2: Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um sure. But, but yeah, for me, I feel like as, as a teenager, I or definitely in my teen years, that's when I would feel, mm. well, I think... Sometimes, like, when I was 13 or 12, I feel more confident about specific things, or I just didn't think about it as much as I, I do now. Um, sure. But, yeah, now when I'm thinking a certain way, I'll just be like, you know, just think about this logically and just try to calm myself down <laughs> in my head as right. much as I can because, you know, it's really it's really just all in your head. Everything. And, you,
1: and you're right. They would never have invited you if they didn't watch you. They would never yeah, – you, 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 you wouldn't be there if you weren't worthy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's so, so hard for have people. To that
2: it,
1: it's funny that it, it takes – it's really hard for a lot of people, more, way more experience than you, to actually, actually even fit that into their brain. And that's why I found it kind of amusing that you were saying that. I'm like, that's actually perfect. That's exactly what yeah. what, what advanced thinking is.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So what, what do we? So before we go, we're we're, we're out of here now. I'm gonna play your song and and we're gonna say goodbye to uh to to, to uh to you now. But uh, is there is there anything else you want to tell our audience today? We you know it's just grown, but would they they'd love to hear what you say. Anything that anything um, else that to... tell, tell know, me about your think... tell me about your best friend. Uh, you, your best friend you, you've had for around for a long time. You, oh, had, yes, her in, you had her in you had her your music videos. you used to have her in her yes. makeup videos. Tell me a little bit about about her before we go.
2: okay, I would love to <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Kat is my best friend. Her name is Caitlin, but I call her Kat. It's my little name for her um we've been best friends since we were twelve years old, so about five years now she's definitely a big part of my um like my career for sure I actually you know it's really funny. Uh, we always joked that we had a relationship close to like Lola and Hannah Montana from Hannah Montana, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, is, uh, her best friend with the wig. Because, you yeah. know, when I went on tour all of those times, I actually she went to the same online school that I did. It's not how we met, but um right. we uh we ended up going to the same school program because she wanted to take. Oh public school. So she ended up going to the same school I did for about two years. And in those two years, she is also, um, she's not a musician, but she's in the industry um, with fashion and designing and stuff like that and styling. So Great. She had a bit of experience with that and so I was like, you know what? You should just like be my personal assistant and literally my best friend became my personal assistant. She toured with me. It was awesome. So I always got to go and have my best friend with me. So all of those experiences we experienced together, it's just a lot of good memories.
1: Oh. And, was she um, was, yeah, was she, she a person who kept you kind of grounded?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Like she always comes to performances with me, so when I if I'm feeling nervous as well, you know, I could talk to her about it. And she'll just tell me the same thing like, dude, you're crazy. You're good. <laughs> You know, right, Um, right. But yeah, she's awesome. I definitely a lot of music comes from inspiration from her as well. Experiences that we've shared together.
1: Yeah. Oh, you sound very blessed. It's fantastic to have (laughs) you on the show, and
0: I feel very blessed for
1: sure. You are very blessed. And Sage Charmaine, thank you so much for joining us today. We we can't (laughs) wait (laughs) to see your future. We can't wait to hear more music. We're gonna play a song for you right now to kind of call us out. Uh, Just wait a second here and we'll have one last conversation on on the outside, but goodbye, Sage. We'd love to hear from you. Audience,
0: clap us out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys.
1: Okay. Okay, here we go.
0: I didn't want to write a love song Usually these things come out wrong But you've been up in my head all day long And now I'm all gone, yeah Didn't know we in up this way Keeping memories on replay Yeah, you make me want to catch the bouquet I just want to
2: off it's truly really. really...
0: These things come out wrong But you've been up in my head all day long And now I'm all gone, yet.
1: that was Sage Charmaine that was purely Sage Sage is a fantastic artist and we loved having her on she spoke the truth about her life about anxiety on stage as an excellent artist a brilliant artist like I said full disclosure I did see her in concert once and she is ridiculously good Seventeen and a half. I can't wait to see her later on at like thirty and where she is on stadiums. It'll be amazing. I'm sure it won't take that long, it'll be like twenty-two. What a great show. Sage remains thank you so much for telling us about being born in Amarillo, Texas. Coming over to Los Angeles. Being in movies. Being in shows. Deciding to be more of a musical artist. Like you've always wanted to be since you were six years old. Thank you for expressing yourself cleanly and clearly about how you feel about being on stage. How it feels like to be in the musical industry. Where you want to go into your future. And for you there listening out there. On how to be... Sage At her age, at her progression Of being 17 years old And being such a Really a fantastic songwriter Singing songs like Ashes Around Cherries Bitter Chocolate June I tell you Missing a concert of hers When you have it planned Is a bad omen It is a great show she puts her entire energy into it and she is amazing. And now I know why she didn't see me in that <laughs> She wasn't wearing her contacts. <laughs> what a great guest. And you know why people want her on set for 12, 14, 16 hours, even two hours. She's humorous, she smiles, she has a good time. She enjoys herself. She has other people enjoy them with her. She knows how to have a good time. She knows how to have fun. I didn't hear any ruckus there. I heard nothing but purity there. It was awesome to listen to. My name is Steve Pisa. This is Cinema Files Radio. That was Sage Charmaine. Also Sage Boatwright. Thank you very much for being on here. God bless. Everybody out there, have a great weekend, and I can't wait to see you next week.
0: Thank you.